0: Welcome everyone, we're about to begin, Be'ez HaShem Shalom Bayesh, Sheer number 201. It's, uh, Rav Zalek Pliskin has a specific chapter, a very, very important chapter. He calls it Outcome Thinking, um, the pattern of the wise, which is basically based on the Mishnah in Perki Azu Eizu Chacham Harayes uh, who is a wise person? Someone who sees the neulad and sees the outcome. And uh, everyone is capable of doing that. And you, when you ask yourself what your goals are in life and what do I need to say and do to achieve that goal? And in marriage, it works the same way. What changes I need to make to become a better person? And to be a better husband and a better wife. And learning from that. From the mistakes of the past. Adjusting it. These are all tremendous tools. That a person uh, can use. In order to better themselves. Physically, spiritually. And better their marriage. And um, everything is a choice. Sometimes... People get caught into bad habits of saying insensitive things, angry things. But the wisdom, if you just take the space and the thought to think about it, to realize that there's an outcome to what you say and you do. And and when you just say things without concern of an outcome, that's the opposite of being a Chacham. And no matter who you are, it doesn't make a difference, the IQ level of a person or how intelligent he is or she is or isn't. This common sense, basic aside, is universal for everybody. Everyone can attain it. They have the ability to master that pattern, to realize there is a path to lead to a good marriage. There's a path to lead... That you and your husband, you and your wife could have a more happier life, a more joyous life. And, um, you know, you have to really be more attuned to that. And, um, for example, you, you, you try to make it a priority to become a communicator in a wise way to think first about what you want to say and how you're going to say it and that's called outcome thinking that's the phrase he uses and um it's how you word something and how to express it to your wife or husband in a way that would generate goodwill and and um Closeness to one another and how to speak in a way that makes your spouse comfortable. And when you master this concept of outcome thinking, you will start learning how to do it better. It's a matter of practice, and you'll learn to speak consistently with a more pleasant voice. You'll prevent and hold yourself back from saying anything that sounds like blaming or sounds like attacking. And um, it generates a lot of goodwill and it becomes part of your thinking process. When you think about that, I want to better my relationship with my husband or my wife and I want to use words that will generate mutual love and respect going forward. I want to start communicating to my husband and wife in a way that will influence him or her Uh, in a positive way, and to decrease the stress. And if you and your spouse love each other, and your needs and wishes are in sync with one another, you'll be happier, and you both can be experts at learning what to say, how to say it, and what not to say. And it's not a matter of, this is very important, What holds people back from this is some types of wishful thinking that people have that are very, very unrealistic by wishing your spouse would be a totally different person or have different needs than they have and not accepting them as a person. And it's very important to recognize each person is special and unique and has their own sets of good points and challenging points. But when you learn how to navigate and learn how to say, okay, I, I, I understand what the obstacles are and I'm going to work my way around it and I'm going to work my way through it and I'm going to work on communicating in a healthier way, that's a beautiful thing. Now, He said, interesting, that some people objected when they heard about this concept of thinking before what you have to say to your husband and wife. And, um, you know, so they ask, like, you know, but part of a relationship between a husband and wife is a certain spontaneity of being spontaneous. And that's a wonderful thing. But one thing you need to realize, and I think as you practice this, the sponta- being spontaneous will come more naturally in a good way. But if there are um, tensions, and if there are some hurt feelings, and there's some um, distress that one feels to the other in the way they were talking, so now is not the time to be spontaneous. It's wonderful to live in an atmosphere that there's always love and respect, always peace, always harmony, and you know if those good times when things are going very, very well, and then you could afford to be that spontaneous, as long as you're kind and sensitive as well. But in many cases, when you're married to someone that right now you're finding challenging, or you you f- you you feel that you hit a bump in the road. Now is not the time to be spontaneous. Now is the time to think things through and to try to figure out ways to words, use your words and use your facial expressions and, and, and say the right things as much as possible to um, alleviate the stress and to bring comfort and, um, and um, goodwill one to the other. And not to be impulsive in the way they talk. Like if, for example, one one of them may say to another something that they, what that they didn't like, and you perceive it as an attack, and then you'll counterattack, and then you have a verbal um, you know, fight that escalates and the situation could cause more and more pain. So it's best at those times when you think you're being attacked or, or you heard something was said to you that you don't like, instead of reacting right away, but just to think it through. Realize that the power of speech is a very powerful tool that can be used in a very positive way. It could be used for healing, it could be used for encouragement, it could be used for motivation, it could be used for elevation, and, but on the other hand, we know that speech could be used as a weapon to hurt people too. And when you fail to be careful with speech, it's like being caref- uh, careless with a loaded weapon. I like that analogy that Rabbi zelik uses. That the failure to be careful with speech is similar to being careless with a loaded weapon. And... Um, so that's that's an important thing to know. So you remove unnecessary words and you basically what's important to do when you have this outcome thinking is you clarify what your goal and outcome and what you're looking for. And then you say something or take an action that seems most likely to help you reach that outcome. So if what you said or did hasn't produced the outcome you wanted, then try something else. Um, And maybe this would work better. And when a couple works with that and they said, okay, my husband or wife, they didn't take this, what I said too well, I'm going to try to word it a different way. I'm going to try to uh, say it in a different way. I'm going to try to motivate myself to work it out in a different way. The an anecdote that he says that's very insightful, and he says as follows: My wife and I frequently got into vicious verbal battles. She would say things to me that were infuriating, and I took the bait, and expressed my anger with metaphors of violent feelings I felt. And this went on for years, and um, we both kept thinking this marriage is so painful. Why stay in and stay in the marriage? And we started avoiding each other. Why did we avoid each other? Because all the conversations we had went downhill, each of us feeling that the fault was with the other. And um, what bothered me the most is that after she got me so angry, she would deny that she did anything wrong. My wife would say, I don't know why you're so angry. I didn't say anything that would distress the rational person. You you have a problem with anger and self-image, and that's why you're behaving so badly and reacting so badly to what I'm saying. And the husband would respond back, uh, when you deny your responsibility for getting me a- angry, it causes me to resent you and hate you, and uh, and so on and so forth. And um, I would elaborate on how awful I felt my wife was, and I would remind her of times she did things in the past and pointed out all her... Inconsistencies, And she would in turn tell me how I'm a narcissist and I'm selfish and I'm uncaring and inconsistent and insensitive. And then she would calm down and expect me to go acting towards her as if nothing would happen. But I would be so angry that I would just want to talk about her faults. So when he heard about outcome thinking, and it seemed very, very theoretical and not realistic... And he felt this outcome thinking stuff has nothing to do with me. But um, finally, someone who talked to me about this outcome thinking gave me an ultimatum. He says, you're an intelligent person, but you continuously communicate in a dumb way. You just blame your wife for your anger, and you keep listing her faults, And uh, the truth is, is you're not meeting her emotional needs or her financial needs to the extent that you are capable of. You feel resentful a good part of the time. And even though you're capable of communicating with her wisely, you don't do it very often. But with other people, you find a way to communicate wisely. With other people, you're wonderful. And with other people, you know how to be charming. And with other people, you know how to elicit the responses that you wish. And um, now, while I would prefer you, you know that you should stay married to your wife and and um, consistently focus on the outcomes you want and speak that way. But if you're fused to it, then then get divorced because you're just torturing each other. And these words resonated with the husband. And the husband decided that regardless of how my wife speaks to me, I would stop blaming her for her anger, for my anger. And I'm going to start taking responsibility for my own state of mind. And instead of lashing out in anger or resentment, I will try to use all my energy to control myself and speak in this outcome thinking in mind, meaning I will talk concisely to the point and in a Um, respectful way. For example, if she talked a certain way, I would just say, please don't speak to me this way because it's distressful. And uh, I should uh, not expect her to remember to do that, but I should point it out. And, um, And so on. And not to complain about it, but just to express that. Um... You know, I, I find it easier to understand you when you express what you want in a in a calmer way. Or I'll find this helpful, or, or if you speak in a more pleasant tone of voice, I'd appreciate it more. Or I would say, please speak to me in a more pleasant tone of voice, or and so on. And there was an amazing transformation over time. As soon as I stopped giving these tirades. So my ma- wife was nasty to me. But I stopped lashing out back, and I stopped talking about how angry she made me. And I, instead, I talked in a more calm, reasonable way. She became herself a lot more pleasant and a lot more reasonable. And um, she explained after a while that she was afraid of his my anger, the husband said. And therefore, she denied all her responsibility. You know, that way. So, sometimes there's like a vicious cycle that takes place. And when you have this outcome thinking of haraya esanoilad, of thinking about uh, the way you interact, it will be a lot more pleasant. And everyone has that capability. It's worthwhile if... The there's a lot of fighting or insensitive remarks the or hurtful things that are being said to one another to really start thinking about this that it's in your ability and in your power to change that cycle and to start talking in a way, in a tone of voice and in a way that's um, beneficial, that's and over time you will see amazing results have a wonderful day